You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's time for the World Arm Wrestling League this week. I'm your host Neil Pickup, and it is on. Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm Neil Pickup and welcome to World Arm Wrestling League this week. And uh, for show number seven, we're uh, changing gears a little bit. For those of you tuning in regularly, you'll know what I mean. We usually have a multitude of guests. Tonight, we got only one. But it is a big one. It is a popular one. And it is a knowledgeable one. In fact, you could argue one of the most knowledgeable ones. And why? Because he's also one of the most well-travelled ones. And it's that knowledge and understanding from his recent travels that we're going to focus and draw upon tonight. And I think that's probably enough suspense. No limits, Devon Larratt is coming on the show. And we're going to talk to Devon, a man who's been travelling extensively in the past six to eight months, about what he feels are the next big things in the sport we all love. What does he think we should be focusing on? Who does he think the sport should be focusing on? Which countries, which athletes, which promotions? Everybody knows that when a group of arm wrestlers get sat around talking, we talk about who is the man, who is the woman, where are the best arm wrestlers coming from, who does it best and why, how could it be done better and why. The more you travel, the more you see, the more you experience, the more you understand. And Devon has had the good fortune to travel to many emerging nations as well as some established old favourites and check out exactly what they're doing to be the best at putting arms on pads right now. So without further ado, let's crack on with the show and bring on a man who really needs no introduction to any dedicated arm wrestler or arm wrestling fan around the world. The man who joins me tonight is one of the most famous arm wrestlers of all time. He is the signature arm wrestler of his native Canada and has enjoyed success at national and world level, having held professional titles in some of the biggest promotions in the sport of arm wrestling, including, amongst others, the Professional Arm Wrestling League, Arm Wars and the World Arm Wrestling League. Is also one of very few individuals who could arguably have been the very best open weight class arm wrestler on the planet during his career. Ladies and gents, it's an honour and a pleasure as always to be joined by none other than No Limits, Devon Larratt. Okay, I am with multiple WL Hammer Holder, Devon Larratt. No Limits, welcome to the show. How are you doing? What's up, Neil? I'm doing great. Devon, I wanted to dig into your inner psyche. You're a man that's been traveling the world recently. Uh, you've been everywhere, everywhere and anywhere. And in this episode, I want to sort of dwell on a couple of things. Firstly, developing nations. You've traveled around, you've seen 
most of the countries in the world, the likes of Oceania, you've been over and travelled extensively in Australia. You've also been over to Asia and travelled around China, Japan. I wanted to sort of pick your brains a little bit. If you sort of break down arm wrestling globally now, obviously you've got the World Arm Wrestling League in North America. You've then got a big world of arm wrestling outside of that. Where do you see the most excitement now in the world of arm wrestling? Which countries really ignite you? Which countries have you been most impressed with and what they're doing? I think arm wrestling is really blowing up globally. I think it's really a worldwide movement with, uh, with passionate people everywhere. A lot of it has to do not so much with the arm wrestlers themselves and the fans, because I believe that proportionally we're very widespread. I think that people are loving arm wrestling all around the world. Um, the things that are really exciting to me are the promotions that are really helping feed and fuel and bring to light uh, all these people. The, the biggest thing for me that I've seen in the last year, and people don't talk about it a lot, but it's a massive deal. And that is that the country of China uh, has recognized arm wrestling as a sport. Oh my God, how crazy is that, right? It's uh, fantastic, isn't it? I mean, the, the potential so is ridiculous. It's, it's, it's one of the biggest steps, in my opinion, uh, in, in the sport. Sure. Um, you know, you've got the biggest country uh, giving, giving our sport that much credit, you know? Like, it's going to start developing athletes. It's going to start, you know, putting it into schools. And the same way that they develop their marathoners or their gymnasts, arm wrestling's now on the same page of recognition. And when you went over there, mate, in China, are you seeing... I mean, where's their technical progression at right now? Are you seeing that level of technical skill that you would expect if you went to Japan? Let's say, for example, who Japan have been a, you know, a mainstay of World Arm Wrestling Federation for certainly over 25 years. Yeah, I think that Japan technically is more advanced than China. I think that there's a lot more uh, history and culture in Japan when it comes to arm wrestling. There, there's a lot of great Chinese athletes, um, a lot of really fit uh, guys, especially in the, in the lighter weight divisions. Yeah. Um, but but that's 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 not the thing in five or six years, which is typically, I think, about what it takes to make really proficient arm wrestlers. Sure. I, I think that China is going to be a very busy busy place i was talking to one of the promote well the main promoter over there yin yin yu music uh from d1 mm -hmm. he talks about the china open and he told me that that he thinks there might be ten thousand athletes at the china open in uh the beginning of august like whoa 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 right? sweet child of mine ten thousand people showing up at the national, that's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. So that so, and, and and just to be clear, that's an open competition. So they're what they're opening that up to all Pan Asia Pacific. It's gonna be. A, I think it's gonna be open to the world. Holy moly! Yeah, somewhere I'd love to get yeah. over to. 
I know you spoke about the potential and the enthusiasm from a sort of sponsorship and cash injection perspective in that part of the world. That that sort of excited you a bit. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I mean, when you talk about markets and population density, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, China, uh, India, Southeast Asia in general. I mean, there's just a massive opportunity for for eyeballs and uh, excitement. Yeah, and arm wrestling fits in perfect into these cultures. Uh, yeah, similarly, it, it, India. You mentioned India. You you went on a tour of India. And again, there seems to be, I mean, whenever you look at the chat sites, whenever you look at YouTube channels, a lot of the viewers seem to be from India. They seem to be watching a great deal of arm wrestling online. Is is that what you saw when you were out there? Yeah, I saw people who were crazy about arm wrestling in India. I They have a lot of clubs. There's a lot of activity. Um, I think that they're sorting out their promotion. I think that India, quite honestly is a little bit of a battleground when it comes to arm wrestling right now. I think that there's a lot of love, but I do believe that the country is still a little bit um, divided. And I think that a lot of their infrastructure um, needs to be uh, improved. You know, when I was with the Lions Club, everything was great. Uh, I've heard good things about other promotions but I've also heard that India has a lot of struggles as well with its its promotions. Yeah. So I think that there's a massive appetite, but I, I don't want to limit to these countries either. I mean, I think that we have uh, emerging uh, emerging fields in Africa, in South America. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Australia has really matured. I feel yeah, like... let, let's talk about Oz because I mean, you you just before you pulled Todd, you went on a massive tour of Australia, and and, and I think it's fair to say that uh, I'm in a fortunate position because I'm very familiar with a lot of the Aussie pullers after um, meeting a number of these guys at World Championships, been in close contact with uh, Blue Bowen, Ryan Bowen. Um, they've got some really good talent over there. I mean, the likes of Danny Teshi. Danny's serious, and and there's there's others there that people don't know about. Lachlan, uh, Ryan himself is a very very proficient arm wrestler. He can he can really pull, and I think that he probably woke up a few people when he came over to the bottom eight because I I, I want to say that a lot of people probably didn't give or don't give the Australian arm wrestlers the credit that they deserve. They've got some good arm wrestlers out there, and I know you can attest to that. Yeah, they really do. Um, and, and they're all maturing. Um, and the thing is, they became visible while they were still in their infancy. And mm-hmm. people will make the mistake to think that they're still at that level. Um, they've got really great clubs. Every, every, every town, every big town has, has a good organized club with extremely passionate, motivated, and really technically sound guys who now yeah. are starting to get strong. So mm-hmm. in particular, I'll say, um, I'll say Brisbane. If you go to the Brisbane club, it's, it's really talent dense. They've yep. got, in my opinion, probably a good, a good half dozen pullers who would be relevant on an international scene. Um, mm-hmm. and they have guys within their club who I believe 
have the capability to win world titles. Okay? Yep. Uh, there's definitely um, the genetic uh, ability, <laughs> genetic gifts in that country to be relevant in the super heavyweight division as well, which, which you know, something people always pay attention to. Mm-hmm. And do you feel that's based upon just the size of these guys, or are we talking about just their natural genetic strength levels? I'm saying that there was a guy there that I met who is has got it all. Okay, uh, I've 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 seen a lot of guys in my life, like uh, a lot of a lot of guys coming into the sport, uh, bone structures, hand sizes, you know, natural strength. They got some guys down there who are monsters. Mm-hmm. This guy, Marcus Attila, I think his last name is. He's a fighter. He's like 150 kilo. Like, I can tell he's like, he's natural. A 150 kilo yeah. Oh yeah. fighter. What discipline? Are we talking MMA? Are we talking boxing? I think so. I think he's MMA. Talk to Blue Bowen about him. That's um, a huge man. Oh, yeah. Is he mobile as well? He looks pretty good to me. His head and his hands are probably twice as big as mine, and he's about my height. So he's yeah. So he's six. six so he's a bit. Is there any fat on this guy, or is he just not really an a little bit, maybe like a little bit? But but he's an athlete. Yeah. He, wow. he really like there, and there's a bunch of them like that. It's not like it's just him. Mm-hmm. Like there's a bunch of guys floating around the Brisbane club who are really a little bit freakish. So if you start to look at the Australian scene, um, who are some of the names? Let's walk through the weight categories. If you can recall, is there any lightweights that you saw out there who particularly impressed you? Yeah, yeah. I'd say that uh, your very best lightweight um, is Jordan Davis. Yeah, no Jordan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jordan is uh, a tall, skinny dude. With just that ridiculous strength, and he's got a great understanding of the sport. Yep. Uh, he started young, and he's still young. I, geez, I think Jordan, I, I'm going to get it wrong, but I think he's early 20s. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. He's incredibly healthy at 80 kilo, and he he's ridiculous strong. Ridiculous. I think he's, you could probably put him in with any guy at 80 kilo, and it's going to be a great match. Great yeah, match. he's got he's got great natural genetic levers, hasn't he? Long hand, long yeah. forearm, good pronation. Yeah. Good, and, really that, and that weight pick. category for him yeah. is, is awesome. It's mm-hmm. it's it's an awesome place for him to sit. Uh, now, if we move to the middleweight division over there, who were your standouts? Who do you really like in the middles? Uh, yeah, I think there's there's a really nice rivalry between two guys. Um, and it's it's uh, it's blue and Danny Tesh. Mm-hmm. I think that those two guys are very interesting. Um, they're they're quite different, and they're both really good. Danny's had the uh, the upper hand on him for for most of their career, but they're both really really good. Um, I feel like Ryan's done a lot of work, um, and, and I think that Danny is just. He's very gifted, not to say that he hasn't done work. Um, their personalities are very different, so that kind of emerges in the way that they present themselves at the table. 
Yeah, but... I mean, a lot of people are probably familiar with Ryan, obviously uh, very, very active on social media, a real influencer in the sport. He yeah. has carved out a niche for himself within the world of arm wrestling and deserves all the credit he gets. I mean, originator of the Pound for Pound brand over there. He's got over, I think, 20,000 followers um, on his YouTube channel. Um, and he's tearing up trees. I mean, he can really arm wrestle himself. He's a, uh, he articulates himself very, very well. And he's very, very technically proficient. Whereas the counter to that almost is Danny Tesh. Danny is, like you say, genetically gifted. He's more along the Frodo Hoagland style. He's that guy that can pull in the ugliest, most horrific position, but he's brutally strong. I mean, this guy is biblically powerful and that yeah. gives him the ability to shut people down. So, like you say, real contrasting characters there. If you were to bring those guys, who would you be most excited about to bring or to see compete in the World Arm Wrestling League? Between those two? Or to, I'd like to bring them both over. Okay. But I think, you know, you throw those guys in with like a Quinlan Mendez uh, as like a start. I think, um, yeah, it's, it's really good. And, and the thing is, is... Uh, you could bring them both over. The thing is, Danny is better with his left, I think. Mm -hmm. I think that, uh, you know, left-handed, I think that Danny versus maybe Paul Talbot, as crazy as that is, I think that Paul would be the favorite. Um, but Danny's got to be close. He's got. I want to go out on a limb and say that Danny Tesh actually put a loss into Paul Talbot in the World Arm Wrestling League tournament that never was in 2017 Vegas. Yeah. I'm pretty sure those guys met left-handed. That's right, they did. Yeah, and he upset the apple cart and actually put a loss into Talbot when Paul was dominant on that left arm. Because we yeah. all know how how solid Paul Talbot is left-handed. I mean, he is a monster. Yeah. Paul did come back and beat him, I believe, in that same tournament. I think you're correct, yeah. Yeah, but, but it's... Anyways, Danny's very relevant and... Paul's been arm wrestling a lot longer. Danny's really just going to start hitting his stride in a couple of years here. Um, but genetically, I mean, he's got, he's got a great platform to launch off of and he's a very smart guy and he very much loves arm wrestling. And uh, I think that over the next few years, I think that he and Bowen will become uh, the real middleweight forces that come out of that that area we gotta take a short break right now but we will be back very soon and straight back into the mix with no limits the socially distanced NFL Draft is finally here, and you can follow all the action at BetOnline.net. Wondering who will be the first, second, and third draft pick? Do you know if more offensive or defensive players will be taken in the first round? Have a hunch on how many trades will take place in the first round? Maybe you're into oddities like how many draftees' dogs will be shown during first-round coverage. Before the draft goes live, head over to BetOnline.net for the latest props, lines, and odds. Bring the draft home with BetOnline.net. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get straight back into discussion exactly where we left off with No Limits, Stephen Larratt. Now, if we look at um, outside of Australia, obviously you've had a lot of experience as well with the Scandinavian nations. Uh, you've been over and, and travelled extensively over there. You've pulled super matches over there. 
try and give us a bit of an insight on what you see from a sort of depth of the talent pool in, in those areas. Everybody knows about the strength of Sweden, for example, in the ladies. Mm. Um, you've been over to Norway quite a bit. You've yeah. seen the Viking arm. Try and illustrate or reflect for people a little bit about that difference of approach to arm wrestling in the Scandies. It's a really beautiful place. Um, I feel like Scandinavia is one of the most pure places on this planet. I think that they value that in their culture a lot and uh, makes for really beautiful people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Norway is taking some cultural steps forward, which I'm so impressed by. And without a doubt, the best is still yet to come for the country in Norway. Um, they've, they've made initiatives to do the Norway Cup. So basically, there's a big incentive to do well all across Norway at these events that they're holding. The, the winner, okay, the guy who they consider to be the best athlete in Norway this year is going to be presented a solid silver um, trophy from the mm-hmm. king of Norway. The which, king yes. of Norway, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that to me is a massive deal. I feel like if I was a Norwegian, I would be crushing that scene as hard as I could. Because that's, right. you know, you, you get identified by the king. I feel like your life is yeah. going to be much better. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that is solid silver cup from the king of Norway. Yeah, that's it. That's pretty. That's pretty good. That ranks. Yeah, and um, I think that with everything they do at Fayfor, I think uh, it's really become a stronghold for for really all of strength, all the stuff they do there. I think that they've drawn a lot of attention to the sport in Norway. Yeah, um, the guy, the real shining light for me in the country is Robert Staxton. Um, There's a lot of talent in Norway, whether you talk about Froda or you talk about Lars. um, There's a lot of really great athletes. But to me, I feel like Robert Staxton is going to be the guy to come out of Norway to really crack it open on an international scene. Uh, He's got it all. He's, He's got the passion. He's got the frame. He's got youth. He's got he's got everything he needs um, really to be relevant on an international scene in the heavyweight super heavyweight division. Now, the the other area that we've got to talk about, mate, I mean, is the Eastern Bloc. Yeah. I mean, this uh, if you look on a map and you go you once you get to a certain part and you head east far enough into Russia, Ukraine. You look on the map and all it says is beasties be here. <laughs> I mean, those guys are ridiculous. When I, I remember when I was uh, world champion, thought I was the king, thought I was the cock of the north. You go over and you compete in Russia at one of their national open competitions. And the first round, you draw some dude you've never seen in your life before. And he scares the living daylights out of you. And they got like 15 more like him in that class. It's just a land of monsters. The depth of talent when you go over to Ukraine, to Russia, to Georgia, is just off the scale. You've experienced this up close and personal, mate. Just try to give people feedback on the type of athletes that we are now seeing come into the sport from Eastern Europe. 
Yeah, when when Jody finally kicks me out, um, I'm moving to Moscow and I'm gonna try and have a baby over there. I'm telling you, like there are Just there's so many of them that are so good, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the the level is it's it's definitely the deep end. Um I think to argue that is 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 a silly premise. I think that when it comes to all things strength, the the Mecca is is somewhere on that eastern ridge of Europe. Um, How yeah. much do you think this is about culture, mate? Because if you look at you know you go you look at um, over here in the UK in the states, if you were looking at your sports personality of the year in Canada, in USA, in England. It's gonna be. I mean, for us, it's it's a footballer. It's a yeah. Formula One race driver. Right. It's something like that. You go over to Russia, Bulgaria, yeah. a lot of these countries, even the Scandies in some respects. You will see. I mean, Ukraine. You know, Rustam Babayev is yeah. is up there as one of their national sporting icons. So there, it's fair to say there's a completely different perception of strength sports when you yes. go to these places. They just view it differently. I agree. I agree. It's it's. I need to spend more time over there and really get it. I had a really good taste uh, the last time I went, and I feel like it definitely shifted a lot of uh, my my philosophies, my base philosophies on training. Just in the short exposure I got, I think that they're much more long-term focused and invested in the process than, yeah. than we are culturally. I think that uh, for most people, strength is more like a passing fancy in, uh, in North America, whereas in this part of the world, uh, it's, it's something you do from birth and you have that long vision, that 20-year vision of, of your destination where you're going. And and I think that that's how they construct their training. That's how they, that's how they shape themselves. And, uh, and what you see is you see this end product that has such a filled deep end. Um, yeah, I, I really believe that, uh, a guy like Vitaly or, um, Levon, like these, these people that are created over there. I mean, they're the, they're the pointy end of Russia's spear and, Man, it's, that's a, those are hard athletes to deal with, and there's and there's many of them. There's many that's of the them. thing. I mean, you know, you spoke about Vitaly Lalatin. Uh, you took, you know, we we all know the guys that are that are popping up um, on the top of the podium at the World Arm Wrestling Federation, the European Arm Wrestling Federation, the Professional Arm Wrestling League events. What I think people may not appreciate is the depth yeah. of talent that these countries have, and it's not just Russia, not just Ukraine. It's Georgia, it's Kazakhstan, it's it's many of it. Bulgaria, the depth of talent in Bulgaria, only a small country. But, you know, you go over there, they have got master arm wrestlers. One of my favorite arm wrestlers of all time, from a technical perspective. Svetan Gashevsky. Is the king. <laughs> Svetan Gashevsky is just not a normal human being. Right. He's, he, he is a remarkable master arm wrestler. You know, it's one of those countries a little bit like, I mean, another guy that, that doesn't get, he gets a lot of credit, but I still don't believe that he gets the credit that he deserves. If you chart the history, if you chart the achievements 
if you chart the fanatical enthusiasm of the Enigma Engen. Terzi. I, I Engen. actually think that Engen oh is actually, I, I actually really Even believe the best it. of all time. Yes. He, 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 uh, Engen Terzi is a savage. Yes. It, I, I think oh he's actually God. the very best that's ever lived. He, he may well be. He is an astronomically gifted arm wrestler. Yeah. He, very much like John Brzezink, Engin has gone through the weight categories. When when I first got into the sport, was a similar. I was in it a little bit before Engin, but not much. And Engin was on the march. He came into the sport in sort of the 50, 55 kilogram weight class. You know, he progressed through the weight categories. And his achievements at a young age, which went unnoticed, getting wins against towering figures in the sport of arm wrestling. You Eric know, Wiffel. guys like Ron Bath, Eric Waffel, top class guys. When this man was weighing 60, 65 kilograms and pulling five yeah, weight it's classes. It's amazing. It's amazing oh, to me. He, uh, he's, he's the guy. It's so impressive. So impressive. Has there, I, has I, there ever been anybody more obsessed with the sport i mean yeah. i can sit and talk and listen to that man his knowledge his depth of obsession about the sport of arm wrestling is unparalleled he is the man <laughs> i mean yeah. what do you want to do i would agree that if if you want to know about arm wrestling um you know just follow engen and uh you're gonna get you're gonna get all your answers yeah he really is um, a remarkable individual. And if you look at Bulgaria with Svetan, if you look at Turkey, I think a lot of these arm wrestlers, the, the arm wrestling nations, the powerhouse nations of arm wrestling, where they've got real depth in talent, you need that spark of genius. You need that one-off uh, black sheep, if you will, that everybody follows, that, that, that standout character. And they certainly have that. If you look at, North America, it was always John. If you look at Canada, I think you probably are, are, are playing that role. Who's the next one? Do you see a guy coming up through the ranks in North America, in the United States of America, who is the next talisman? Do you see that guy? Who could that be? Do we know him now? Uh, there's a lot of specifically there's a lot of great. Sorry, what was that? Who are you most impressed with from a from a package perspective? Oh, There's a lot of good young talent out there. Um, a lot of guys hold a lot of promise. I don't want to say too many names that are far away from me because um, I feel like to make this kind of statement, um it will uh there's too much presumption right because i'm not close enough to a lot of these guys that i see that i think have that potential um so i don't really want to say too many names i do know some guys locally in the area here who are completely insane um and i think that this is the biggest uh, the biggest requirement for that long, long-term success or impact or influence 
that's going to make a difference in the sport. There's some couple guys that are close around here that that do meet criteria for you know having national uh, international influence, mm-hmm. but. Uh, Do you think, let's put it a different way Do you think that the very best North American arm wrestling talent Is currently represented and showcased Within the World Arm Wrestling League roster Are there any names, you know That you are aware of That you are familiar with Who you feel is screaming out for Notoriety, for relevance You mean that are out there That need to be pulled into the league? Yeah, active arm wrestlers now in North America that you believe are not being showcased, who we should see within the World Arm Wrestling League. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, who well, are let's... these guys? Let's let's make a short list right now. Okay, well, let's just go with a very easy, easy pick. Who's a young guy uh, who got identified already years ago as having a great talent, but just recently uh, did some pretty amazing stuff. And you, you know who I'm going to say, right? I, I'm going to bet it's probably Brendan. But I, I, oh, hey, you know Brendan competes in like in like four days. Well, I was just going to say he's got a match in Baltimore. Yeah, in no, Maryland on the undercard. Brendan. Brendan's on his way. I I don't even have to talk about him. That that boy, he's yeah. He's one of the guys who's getting to go where he belongs. Yeah, Brennan, Brennan, people are going to know who Brennan is in time. Oh, man's a savage. I mean, I, I, I've uh, had him on my list. He's been in a number of the matchmaking conversations to date. Hence, where he, he is, where he is, and uh, you know, you'll be seeing more of that kid. Yeah, Brennan. Go back great. to your original comment. Who were you going with? Oh, I was going to say Chance. Chance shows an animal. Yeah. 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 It looks like he's just come off the love boat. <laughs> doesn't he doesn't he i mean where did he may have got that shirt from the love boat chance you pm me buddy where the hell did you yeah. get that tommy bahamas shirt that's the one love that yeah. iron yeah, yeah i mean yeah. he just he just had a big win against xena i don't know whether that yeah. was you know i don't know the backstory to that i'm i'm never too excited when i first see that kind of thing go up on social media because I never know if there's a backstory to it. What I'd like to know is if you walk into a a room, you neither of you have arm wrestled for a month, you're both in top shape. Could you could you beat the guy over five rounds? Mm. That's real. I don't I know whether that is the case or not. Any way you play out, any way you play out what happened uh, you know, last weekend or whatever it was, mm. there's no way that that's not remarkable. He's mega. I mean, yeah. Nick is He's a he's a very very large very very strong. But the thing very, is, very, is, it wasn't just arm. Nick. It wasn't just Nick. No, he, went he smacked everyone. He went undefeated, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, Rakers was on that list. Uh, there was a lot of significant names that he went through one after the other. Mm-hmm. So uh, he he would you say he is the dominant emerging talent then from North America in his weight class? Hard to say. It's very hard to say. I think that there's a lot of guys that. Um, unfortunately, I just I just don't know about well enough. Um, chances it has been identified. Okay, yep. so chance is definitely on the list, but I I really believe that there's a whole lot more. Um, the, there's a lot of young talent coming up. I I see it all the time in my feeds. I'll see a guy and I'll be like, oh, okay, gotta gotta pay attention to this guy. Um, there's a guy. There's there's two guys. 
it's easier for me to talk about people who are close to me geographically because yep. I get more information. Uh, one guy who I would love to see go in and pull um, Hutchings. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you guess who this guy is? We can bring him back. We can bring know, him back. I know I'd want to see Paul Hutchings, and it's not the same guy, but I want Hermes Gasparini. Yeah, Hermes is great, but think about a Canadian. Okay, let me think. Canadian guy. Um, you're going to go with Anatoly Skodayev. No, he's, I, he's not a Canadian. <laughs> no, he's an import. I was going <laughs> to ham, hammer you for that. Let me think. I can't claim him. Go on, give me who you're going for. Come on, Neil. Come on. What, what, what weight are we talking? Uh, not he's Luke. about the same. He's maybe a little bit fatter, but he's the same. Doesn't speak perfect English. Doesn't speak perfect English. Who he's, are we? He's for? a twin. Oh, you, you're going for Luke? No, no, not Luke. I haven't seen Luke in a long time. You got to throw it in there, man. Easter right now. It's been like Easter. Sylvain Perrault. Oh my God. Yeah, I mean, he's right. never gone for me. No. He's never gone. Oh, I mean, he's, he's had some, he had some injuries. Yeah, he's on my rear all day. Perron's whoa, right? Original monster. Look right. at Purcell. Well, he's not, he's not going anywhere. He's got to get pulled into the fold. Yeah, I thought he'd retired, mate. My the reason why he didn't come to mind straight away. I I, I actually thought that Perron was out of the game. It's no, choice he's chosen. Not. I just got a message last night saying he was fucking killing guys in practice and he's going to the provincials in three weeks. Very interesting because, I mean, Sylvain, what an animal. Yeah, can you imagine him and Hutchings? Oh, my God. Right? Yeah, man's a freak. Exceptionally strong individual. So Canada has got a new man to throw his hat back into the ring. That I mean, so many matches come up from that. Marcio. Yeah. um, you know, as I say, Hermes, Gasparini, mm-hmm. you know, there, there, there's so much talent out there. Exciting times. And what I can promise as an influencer in the matchmaking for World Arm Wrestling League is that we want to showcase the very best talent, emerging talent from around the world to give the most exciting matches. That is the aspiration. And we're not going to stop. Devin, I want to thank you very much for coming on the show it's been great to talk to you and to get all that insight and feedback from your travels around the world, mate. Look forward to seeing your next outing in the World Arm Wrestling League. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Thanks, Neil. Unfortunately, guys, we are out of time for another week. It was great fun this week and excellent to have Devon Larratt on the show with all the insight off the back of his many travels. I want to say a massive thank you to every one of you for once again tuning in and I look forward to seeing you all hopefully same time next time on the World Arm Wrestling League this week. Sports betting is sweeping across the country faster than the coronavirus and wagering week is your antidote. I'm Tom Martin and I'm a veteran sports analyst and respected sports handicapper who helped build ESPN's brand. I've been recognized and awarded by Pro Football Weekly and Gaming Today magazine as the honest handicapper. Let the other guys give you the same old boring sports talk with the same tired storylines. We'll give it to you straight here every Friday on Wagering Week. Don't gamble with other podcasts. Let Sports Garden Network's Wagering Week help your bottom line.